Welcome to WFUV's What's What. It's Thursday, February 29th. What's What is a daily podcast that explores current events, culture, news, and hot topic issues in the New York tri-state area. And includes features and interviews exclusively from WFUV. I'm Jay Doherty. And I'm Emma Murphy. And here are today's headlines. New York Governor Kathy Hochul has signed a bill that will redraw New York's 26 congressional districts. Experts are saying the new maps will give New York Democrats a modest boost in the upcoming election. The biggest changes include adjusting a handful of suburban district party lines, areas important to the party's hopes of winning back a House majority. If the new maps avoid any new legal challenges, they could bring an end to a long redistricting process that started over four years ago. The MTA is holding four public hearings on its congestion pricing plan. These hearings are opportunities for members of the public to ask questions or give feedback about the controversial program before it goes into effect. Congestion pricing is set to charge cars an additional $15 to enter Manhattan at 61st Street and below. Trucks could be charged between $24 and $36 depending on size, and motorcycles would be charged $7.50. The city says they've installed 95% of planned toll readers in the city, and they're hoping the program will go live around mid-June. The first hearing will be held today in Manhattan and streamed on Zoom, and the other three are scheduled to happen in early March. Moving on, community boards give a voice to local residents. That's why some lawmakers are encouraging residents to join their local community board. Councilmember Pierina Sanchez says community boards bridge the gap between the public and the government. And she says it gives Bronx residents the opportunity to work for what their community needs. Community boards in the city of New York, they're the unsung heroes of our city. Our community boards are the folks on the ground that have their finger to the pulse, their ears to the ground, and they enforce New York City government. Me as a city council member, the mayor, all of us, community boards inform us on how to better do our jobs, to better deliver for our communities. Applications to join are open until March 1st. We'll be getting a clearer picture tomorrow of what the future of outdoor dining in New York City will look like. City officials will announce a new set of rules to regulate New York's outdoor dining areas. So far, we know that enclosed year-round outdoor dining will no longer be allowed. These old curbside sheds will need to be replaced by open-air dining areas that are easy to set up and take down. And this will be the last time New Yorkers will be able to eat outside in the winter. Come next year, the outdoor dining season will be limited to April through November. Outdoor dining in violation of the new rules doesn't need to be disassembled until this summer. But starting tomorrow, there will be a new requirement for restaurants. They'll need to keep all curbside trash in secure bins instead of those loose trash bags. Over in gaming, Post Malone will join fighters in the ring in 2K Sports' new installment of their WWE video game. Post Malone is a big fan of both gaming and the WWE, so he's collaborating with 2K to create his own avatar and produce the game's new soundtrack. But Post Malone's not the first musical star to make an appearance in the game. Bad Bunny was featured as a playable character in last year's version. Fans of Post Malone can start wrestling when the game releases next week. And now it's time for sports. WFUV sports reporter Ben Oppenheimer joins us now to give the latest in sports this week. Ben, it's great to have you on with us. Great to be here, guys. Thank you. So from what we've been hearing, Ben, Caitlin Clark is continuing to turn heads with her historic play as of late. You could certainly say that, Emma. Wednesday night in a blowout win at Minnesota, 
She passed Kansas Jayhawks legend Lynette Woodward for the major college women's scoring record with 3,650 points. And she's continuing to shatter more barriers. In the same Wednesday game, she broke the NCAA women's single-season three-point record with 156 on the season. And while she may already be the highest-scoring player in NCAA women's basketball, she is only 18 points from overtaking Pete Maravich's all-time NCAA scoring record for both men's and women's basketball. That's historic for sure, and it's amazing to see the press and attention she's bringing to the women's game. We'll keep an eye out for when she overtakes Maravich for that all-time scoring record. Moving over to the pros, it looks like we finally have an update on the Knicks' protest over a controversial call in a game they played a few weeks ago. So, unfortunately for Knicks fans, the NBA denied New York's protest. The controversy was over a foul call very late in the game that allowed the Rockets to win on free throws. Players, coaches, and fans alike thought the call was obviously wrong, and the NBA admitted in a statement that the call was wrong but it wasn't enough for the league to give the Knicks a chance to play an extra five minutes of the game at a later date. This is part of a larger trend of players and coaches being highly dissatisfied with referees and overall officiating throughout this season. Well, you can't win them all, but you have to hope and expect that calls from refs will be fair. But moving on to controversy at the college level, can you tell us more about the incident and the movement behind the push to ban storming the court? Yeah, so in recent weeks, high-profile college players have gotten caught in the middle of scary incidents when student sections rush onto the court after big upset wins. Duke center Kyle Flipowski got his right knee banged up in a chaotic collision with a Wake Forest fan after the Demon Deacons scored a historic upset win at home versus the Blue Devils. Even Caitlin Clark had a scare when an Ohio State fan knocked her down after the Buckeyes beat the visiting Iowa Hawkeyes. Duke's head coach John Shire called for immediate measures from his conference to prevent court storming, but officials within the NCAA aren't confident any changes will be made to the rules. Storming the court is seen as a cherished tradition in college basketball, and it will be hard to root it out of the sport. A difficult situation to manage, for sure. Ben Oppenheimer is a reporter with WFUV Sports. Ben, thanks for joining us today. Of course, guys. Great to be on. Thank you. It's almost the end of the month of love. So before we turn the page to March, WFUV's Avery Loftus stopped by Times Square to talk to folks renewing their vows this past Valentine's Day. Native New Yorkers Desiree and Jose have been married since 2005. And this Valentine's Day, Jose recalls his partner's unconditional love. She stuck with me on the most critical moments in my life. She supported me, and she's been the light inside the tunnel throughout my life. Desiree and Jose are one of dozens of couples huddled on Times Square's red steps to honor their love and commitment to each other. The annual Valentine's Day event draws in couples from around the city, like Genesis and Joey. They say they renewed their vows in Times Square last year and the couple plans to make this event a tradition. It's dope. I would confess my love in front of the entire world, all languages if I could. I just love it. I like it. Love and lights were in the air, including the red light-up plastic rings worn by couples to signify the celebration of love. And an interfaith officiant led the ceremony. So today you have renewed your vows 
This is nothing more powerful than to look into the eyes of your beloved and say, no matter what the years may bring, I will always be by your side and you will never be alone. But the day's emotions were best summed up by Murray, a Frenchman who's been married to his partner Kumar since 2017. He says there's one unified feeling on the Red Steps. Like just love is love, love is for everyone, so just love each other. At Times Square, I'm Avery Loftus, WFUV News. And before we go, today marks a special occasion on the calendar. It's Leap Day, which means we get an extra day in February. But you might be wondering why governments and countries still tack on that extra day once every four years. Leap days are meant to recalibrate the calendar. But it's not a perfect fix, since it takes the Earth 365 days, 5 hours, 48 minutes, and 56 seconds to orbit the sun. Without leap years, the seasons would slowly become misaligned with the calendar months. Think summer's in November, after a couple hundred years. But there's one thing we know for certain. Leap years make for some extra special birthdays. About 5 million people around the world share a birthday on February 29th. Notable Leap Day babies include rapper Ja Rule and Antonio Sabato Jr. from General Hospital. Their respective leap ages are 12 and 13. And that's our show for today. But check back with us tomorrow around 3 o'clock for the latest news, exclusive interviews, and feature stories from FUV. And as always, you can find more from us at WFUVnews.org or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. I'm Jay Doherty. And I'm Emma Murphy. And that's What's What.